0: Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1229.
1: Try to create something that was inviting and to really focus around events where people could share a good time.
0: Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I'm revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, calling in from just a little north of me, Seattle, Washington, Mauricio Bendagna. Mauricio, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? I'm just on my fifth click right now. Very cool, very cool. Mauricio Bendagna is the co-founder of 3 Pedal Posse and Soto Speed. 3 Pedal Posse is a growing community of camaraderie-based automotive enthusiasts who share good times and great adventures with like-minded people. Uh, sounds like me. He's also the managing partner and co-founder of Project Planning Partners, a commercial real estate consulting firm that specializes in corporate services and foundational planning in the greater Puget Sound region. He has over 25 years of experience in headquarter and portfolio management within the commercial real estate space, and Mauricio shares his automotive passion with his wife, Jody, a winemaker and a file and their two minions and a dog. They are avid classic Porsche fanatics who enjoy driving and hosting shows, tours, and builds. Three pedal posse debuted their first build at the Ren Sport reunion last summer at Laguna Seca. All right, Mauricio, I've told our listeners just a little bit about you. Take a moment, share a little bit more about your life, your business, and of course, your passion for automobiles. Sure.
1: Thanks a lot, Mark, for having me on. I've been looking forward to this so far. It's been great. You're I welcome. It's, it's always great to meet. People from the local community and the broader community, and and that just brings a smile. So a little bit about myself, as I mentioned, I've been in the consulting business now for about 20, 25 years. It was a big move for me in that that was the point where I decided to basically branch off on my own and work for myself. And it's been great since then. It's allowed me to participate more in passion-based projects, which is, you know, Three Pedal Posse, Soto Speed, as well as several other automotive-based Endeavors.
0: Very cool. Well, we're going to learn a lot more about these endeavors in a moment. But first, I would like to start with a success quote from you or a mantra, some kind of saying that has meaning for you. It's a nice way to get the inspirational tires spinning here on Cars. Yeah. So, Mauricio, take the wheel.
1: Sure. I think uh, one of the things that's really stood out for me over the years and in a personal, professional uh, life is, is the concept of really being community-based. Um, I think, as you mentioned earlier, you know, Three Petal Posse was really a brainstorm of what can we do out there that's a little bit different than what we've seen so far, and that's really kind of bringing together the community. Um, this is something that's important to me, and it's all the it's the idea that it's better to be inclusive versus exclusive, and I think that's something that stuck to me over the years. Um, it's that, it's that classic thing of, you know, you, sometimes you learn what to do and sometimes you learn what not to do. And always going back to that has been pretty successful for me in, in all endeavors. So I think that's probably the one thing that, um, that's really resonated. You know, it's helped us build a community of friends and family. It's helped us build a community of automotive enthusiasts who we consider to be an extended family and it's probably brought people like you and I together as well. So, I'm a very that's something that's very very important to me.
0: You know, one thing I've learned after talking with so many people and being in in the automotive world and hobby for a long long time is this is a unique group of people in many ways and that is it doesn't really matter what kind of car you like. If you just like cars, you have an instant camaraderie and instant bond and instant friend and even in the business world I've noticed that even competitors help each other out they reach out to each other it's kind of like going to the racetrack and you break apart in your car and you get on your bike and pedal around the paddock and someone, hey I need a bolt this big anybody have one and yeah they'll toss you one so you can get back on the track and have some fun so I think that's one of the great things about the automotive world indeed. Well, I would love for you to share a story that instigated your personal passion for cars. Kind of delve back into your history here and tell us about a pivotal moment in your life when you knew that you were indeed a car guy.
1: One of the things that really stood out to me was many, 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 many moons ago, many gray hairs ago, my uncle gave <laughs> me a little Corgi set that had a 911 in it. And ever since then, I've always been passionate about Porsches and you know European cars and pretty much anything in general that really kind of motivated me to get more involved and more uh exposed to anything that had to do with cars. I was up Volkswagen's and that was really my first step into Porsches. I used to wrench on Volkswagen's. I used to try to hot rod Volkswagen's, you know, I spent a lot of time with close friends in high school fixing cars up and uh the first major I think uh how, how do I put it the first um the first big step in my automotive journey, I would say was when I was in college, a good buddy of mine got accepted to uh, Stanford and we decided to take a little road trip down there in my 74 Beetle, which happened to break down uh, enough times that the one way trip from Seattle to Palo Alto took 28 hours straight. But oh my gosh. <laughs> we had a blast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and more importantly, we made it back. I think that was really kind of the first time. And going back to that sense of community, you know, everything that could have happened did happen on that trip. It leaked oil, the motor broke down, the uh, luggage came off the roof rack. We had too many people in the car, but you know what? We had a blast. (laughs) And everybody that's in that car is still very close friends till this
0: day. Very cool. I love that. Great story. Corgis. Yeah, I remember those. My history with my age goes back to Hot Wheels, but I remember I had a, in fact, I still have it, I had a Corgi uh, die-cast model. They came in the boxes, kind of like those Matchbox cars did. I had a a Porsche Carrera 6, which I just thought was the coolest thing, a little race car, and a Speedster. It was kind of an ivory color. I have to dig it out of the box to find it now. But, uh, yeah, Corgis were cool, Um, kind of the precursor to the Matchbox, and then, of course, uh, the Hot Wheels. but. very nice indeed. Well, let's take a look at some of the roads you've driven down and talk about a big challenge or a big failure you faced along the way. And I like this question, not so much that I'm making you drum up some history that maybe wasn't so great, but it's more about what did that situation teach you? So hopefully somebody out there listening that might be going through the same thing could learn that there is a light at the end of the tunnel here. So uh, walk us through one of those stories, would you?
1: Sure. Um uh- about uh, four years ago, we actually had uh, someone in the family that got very sick. It was a life changing event, not just for her, but I think for all of us. And I think at that moment in time, you really try to you take a step back and you, for for lack of a better term, you you really tend to reprioritize what's important in your life. It was it was a rough couple of years, and thankfully she's okay and. And doing well. But um, I think that the important thing back then is, is that, you know, when somebody very close to you is very ill and it teaches you a lot about yourself, you know, it's very hard that you have to be supportive. You have to be very uh, humble. You have to be everything that you can possibly be at your best to help that person get through probably the worst thing that's ever happened in their life. At the same time, it also teaches you that you have to do the same for yourself you have to be strong in order to be strong for somebody else and you have to put aside your your pride and reach out and get help where you need it. You know, I think that's probably the one thing that has really taught me that it is so important to have close, you know, people in your life that you can essentially create like an extended family and and also never be afraid to to reach out. There's so many people that are there that you probably didn't realize would do anything uh, to help in a tough situation. So I think that was, that was a big one, you know, and there's, there's many of us out there. And I think that we unfortunately live in a time where a lot of people are getting sick and there's a lot of uh, bad things happening. And, you know, all we can do is uh, be there for one another and help us get through that.
0: You know, the key thing I heard out of that whole situation, and first and foremost, I'm sorry you had to go through that, but you're right. Uh, been through the same things uh, many, many times with family members, is is what you said. And for guys, it seems to be an issue sometimes, and that is asking for help. Uh, I think sometimes uh, as men, we feel like we need to be the one to protect and care for, and we don't need help because we can do it ourselves. And it's not a healthy thing at all to keep all that within. Uh, it really is important to reach out, call people, talk to people. And What I found when I've gone through those situations is all you have to do is ask, and people will do all sorts of things for you that you never imagined. And you also learn who your really true friends are at those times, too, because those people will drop everything and bring a meal, come over and help, help with cleaning, help with driving people to the doctors, whatever it might be. But the key thing I heard you say, and that's so important, is don't be afraid to ask for help, right?
1: Absolutely. You know, and and one of the things that we know about in the Pacific Northwest, we talk about the Seattle freeze. And I cannot stress enough how important it is for people to just, you know what? Just say hi. Don't be afraid to talk to somebody. Don't be afraid to reach out to somebody. You'd be you will be pleasantly shocked with the response.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It reminds me my grandfather was a farmer in Texas, a little town in Texas. And he rarely left the farm. I grew up in Southern California, and he came to visit once. And it was a really rare big deal for him to come and visit. And I remember walking down the street. We were in San Diego. I grew up just north of San Diego, but we were in downtown. And he was saying hello to everybody. And some of these people were looking at him like, what the hell? I don't know you, you know. And my grandfather said, boy, people aren't very friendly here. And, you know, he came from a little town where you st- you said hello to everybody. You smiled. And you see that. You know, like you go in to get a coffee, and the person is barely paying attention to the other person they're handing their money to. they're on the phone or they're chatting right. They don't take a moment to look somebody in the in the eye and and say, "Hello, how are you today?" Uh, or say their name because it's right there on their lapel pin. Just be polite and uh I, I just yeah, I know a lot of people do. I try to make an extra effort, no matter what, whether I'm going through a airport checkout or whatever. It's just to look some in the eye and smile at them and ask them how their day's going. And yeah. it makes such a world of difference, especially with the TSA when you go through the airport. Yeah. Their whole demeanor changes with you. It's exactly it's really delightful. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just I mean, it's, treat them it, it, like it's, you want to be treated.
1: Think of all the places that you travel thousands and thousands of miles to go and relax, and you get in that mood of saying hello and all that fun stuff. Just you know, bring that island lifestyle back. Every, everybody could use
0: a little cheer. <laughs> Island Lifestyles. I sit here up here in the Pacific Northwest, and my front yeah. yard is covered in snow, which is very yeah. rare for us here. So it's kind of a weird day. The sun's out, though, so it's very beautiful. But uh, it's a little chilly outside. So, But I'm not going to complain after what the back east went through a couple weeks mm-hmm. ago. So. That's true. Uh, they're,
1: very true. They're just
0: laughing at us right now. Well, let's have a little bit of fun and talk about your first really special vehicle. First car you got that had great meaning for you and maybe share a memory you have about that ride.
1: Sure. Um, So I think the very first special car that I got was uh, a
0: 1964 Beetle,
1: who is affectionately named Dolores. Um, Dolores. I mean, <laughs> Dolores. And I'll tell you that story. Um, it, you know, my favorite stories are where somehow these cars tend to connect people, just as, you know, you were mentioning that earlier. Uh, Dolores uh, was uh, a friend of mine's car in college, who at the time was uh, dating somebody that was an hour and a half commute away. His car broke down. He said, hey, what should I get? I said, get a Beetle. They're good. So he found Dolores over in Idaho. Old 64 Beetle had about 100,000 miles on it. And uh, the, the name Dolores came because he had a crush on the lead singer of a band called The Cranberry. And the car was cranberry colored. So needless to say, he drove that car for about eight months, got a job overseas, and I became the custodian of Dolores for almost the next... 15 years. That, that was the best car. I had so much fun in that car. I drove it through college. I drove it, you know, when I had my first real job. And then I ended up handing the keys to another young gentleman in town who did the same. But the great thing about that little car was, you know, by the time I got done with it, I think I had almost half, half a million miles on it. Never let me down, had some fun adventures. I met a lot of interesting people along the way, you know, beginning with it, with the owner who who gave it to me. And then I ended up giving it to another young gentleman who I still stay in touch with. And I don't know. I think that for me was kind of the first time that I started to realize that in reality, we truly are only custodians. You know, these cars live these amazing adventures through all the different homes that they share over their lifetime yeah. so
0: that was a big one for me <laughs> absolutely yeah yeah Dolores Orore, I never say her last name Oriordan we lost yeah. her last year she died yeah, we at did. a tragically young age 46 years old uh great song Zombie of course uh mm-hmm. um, the Cranberries yeah great band uh great singer so sad to lose her at that age but uh great way to name a car I like the story behind it and uh yeah Bugs are cool. We had a bug in our family. My sister had one. I had a Carmen Ghia, so I was a little cooler than Sis. Don't tell her that, though. Uh, If you're you're listening, Sis, don't worry about it. You were cool. But uh, the bugs are always great. Easy to work on, fun cars. How about Sellers or Morris? Is there a vehicle you've owned, you've let go, that you really wish you had back?
1: Uh, Only one.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I know. Um, I know.
1: You know, there's been a couple. I think the big one for me was I had a 64-square back.
0: Oh um, wow. And, That's unique.
1: Yeah. It was a sixty-four square back. It was Nutria Brown. Very rare car. It was in perfect shape. You know, I, I went through it mechanically and that was a great car. Another car that I used to drive around. I, I used to call it the Cadillac of Volkswagens because, you know, it drove like a dream. I sold it and it ended up in Germany. And I think the only the only reason I have seller's remorse kind of going back to the Dolores story is that's the only one that went away that I still have no idea where it went to. Uh, Um, I had a 72 marathon beetle that ended up in New York and I actually just got a hello from the current owner two days ago. And then I had a 92 Carrera Two guards red who now is under the custodianship of a good friend of mine in San Francisco who is an amateur, uh, photographer as well so oh. you know the the hard thing with that is it's the ones that get away that you never hear from but it's always nice to have to stay in touch with the ones that you know go on to live live life with other close friends
0: yeah you know it's fun i sold a i had a 993 c4s porsche for a while and i sold it to a guy down in california and always missed having that car. It was just a great car. And my son and I were down in Monterey during car week and we were standing on the corner of Ocean Boulevard and Carmel and this car drives by and my son Blake goes, dad, dad, there's your old Porsche. And I look and I go, yeah, I think it is. It still had the same little sticker, the Nurburgring ring track sticker on the side window that I put on all my cars kind of as a signature thing. But you know that Square back you had that nutria brown. I love that color. It's kind of yeah. a gray brown, if I remember right.
1: Yeah, um, it was beautiful. I mean, it was in, in 1964. The squareback wasn't even available in the U.S., so it was very. I think it was the second year that the squareback was out, and it was brown, and it was it had uh, cloth seats, which at the time were you know you had to order them, and that material, yeah. and everything on the inside was brown. The the, the trunk mat. Seats, now I'm getting all car geeky, but it was (laughs) such a great, great car. I mean, it was so easy to drive, so comfortable, so practical. I had Um, a friend
0: in high school that had one. They were great because we could slide our surfboards in the back, put the seats down, and you could go to the beach. Ah, fun cars. Well, I would love for you to share with our listeners a lot more about what you're doing with three pedal posse. That's how we met uh, through a connection and also Soto Speed. So tell us what has you excited about. These projects, what they're all about, what you're doing, and uh if people can learn more about them.
1: the idea of three pedal posse began about nine years ago uh ties into another story where you know you meet people through through cars uh my My partner in three pedal posse gym uh had purchased a car from a good friend of ours uh down in uh, the Bay area who invited us to go down to Monterey Car Week with a group of friends. And uh, that group has now been really close friends now for the last 9, 10 years. We've been going to Monterey Car Week uh, consistently since then. We all got together, and every time that we did anything that was automotive-related, which is how we all met, we just really had a fun and exciting time just hanging out and really kind of sharing that camaraderie. We had great stories to share. We all met our families, uh, each other's family and, uh, uh, it just kept growing and growing and growing. And Jim and I had the discussion of, well, there's something here. Everybody's kind of asking for, for something that really puts, you know, people first in the cars second. And I know that that's, that's a mantra for a lot of different groups out there, but we really wanted to focus on how do we do that? How do we make it inclusive, not exclusive? And how do we get people to to be a part of it that that have the same philosophy? So that's how Three Petal Posse came to be. We worked very hard to try to create something that was inviting and to really focus around events where people could share a good time. Everything from drives, from get-togethers, just hanging out, having a glass of wine, having a beer, whatever it may be. And whether there's a car in the background or not, and sharing some great stories. That That's kind of how Three Pedal Posse came to be. I get asked a lot of times, well, what is it exactly? I, I don't know that we know that yet. I know that we
0: are... <laughs> that was my next question. Yeah. What is this exactly? You know, <laughs> what, what I can tell you is that
1: it's definitely an enthusiast-based community. But, it, but you know, we have one rule, and I apologize. You know, I'm, I'm hoping I can say this word, but we just don't want any assholes in the group, and it's that simple. When you have that mantra, number one is people kind of put their guard down, they put their filters down, and whatever type of vehicle you drive, whatever type of background you have, you're just sharing a good experience with like-minded folks and sometimes you tend to turn people around that way you know if you mm-hmm. if you're inviting, if you say hello, so to speak, you know you'd be surprised how a lot of people that's just a great in, an invitation for them to do the same. That's really what what our focus is, that's how we're growing. We are we're, we're really kind of fueled by our supporters out there and we have a great amount of them. We're very appreciative of them, you know, and every time we do something, they, they contribute, they have ideas. So, uh, we just keep moving forward and, and, and keeping it simple that way. We just started doing these breakfast runs where we get together, we share, you know, we break bread and, you know, go for a little drive or go check out somebody's shop. And, and, uh, that's been a great experience recently of so Speed was birthed out of the three-panel posse. Um, as I mentioned, my better half has a winery. So we've been hosting car shows down there. Um, but it's a, it, it's a different experience. You know, it's, it's to, to call it a car show. I think it's probably not the right descriptor. You know, there happens to be cars there, but you know what? There's food, there's wine, uh, there's activities for kids, there's, you know, music, and, uh, it's an opportunity for people just to hang out for a couple hours and, you know, share some stories, have a have a glass of wine together, you know, have some food together, listen to some great music and and uh, you know, just share a couple hours out of out of their day. So we're we're getting there. And I think uh again, as I mentioned, you know, our goal is to really create a community that that has that same mantra. They just, you know, be positive, be inviting, me, don't be exclusive. One yeah. thing I would say about three pedal poxy is we are not Porsche exclusive. <laughs> I would say, you know, most of us drive Porsches, but it's not about that. And, you know, don't tell anybody. But even if you don't have uh, three pedals, hey, come on and visit us. We'll take you in.
0: PDK is not so bad. <laughs> it's not so bad, right? Especially yeah. when you're yeah. sitting in traffic. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, it's, yeah, Seattle traffic. There's a lot of that up there. That's yeah. for sure. <laughs>
1: So. I like to call it West Coast traffic, because I think whether you're in Seattle, San Francisco, or LA, it's the same thing.
0: San Diego, same thing. Yeah. I'm down there often, and it's just the same thing all the time. It's really frustrating. Yeah, it's not much fun. Um, it When you have a real nice car that goes fast with a, a third pedal, and you're sitting there just going, "Huh, gosh, just please move, traffic move, so. Well, very cool. Now, is is this a group? If there's people up in the Seattle area that want to join up with you, that they can, or how do people learn about what you guys are doing in your events?
1: You know, the best thing is to follow us on Instagram. So it's uh, the number three pedal posse. That's our uh, our handle. Honestly, that's that's where we post all our information up. Uh, we do have a website where we're in the works of fine tuning it, but I would say go to Instagram first. You know, and Photo Speed is linked to that one as well. We don't have a formal join process. Uh, the way you join is you show up and you have a good time. So There you
0: go. Yeah, sounds cool. Awesome. Well, Mauricio, up next is the last lap. But before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors. Everyone who knows me knows I'm really picky when it comes to buy cars and keeping them looking new. In addition to Premier Plush and Berber custom floor mats, you'll also find cargo liners, canine cargo area liners, dash covers, and sunscreens. Enhance your vehicle's looks while protecting the factory finishes with easy to install and easy to clean floor mats. Covercraft is the right choice. Learn more today at covercraft.com and tell them Market Cars Yeah sent you. That's Covercraft.com. At carjat.com. Hey, Mark Green here from the Carjat yeah Podcast. Did you know you can now see me on the Carjat yeah TV show? That's right, Carjat yeah is now on Mav TV. I visit some of the past Carjat yeah guests and take you along for the ride. Go to MavTV.com to learn more where you can enjoy Carjat yeah TV. MAV TV is also available on DirecTV, FuboTV, Fios by Verizon, or you can stream it through MavTV.com online. And they said I only had a face for podcasting. All right, Mauricio, we are back, and I have a very introspective question for you today. If you were a car, if you woke up tomorrow and you'd manifest it into a vehicle parked in the garage, what would you be and why? Ooh, that's a tough one.
1: You know, I think I would probably have to be, I'm a sucker for the short wheelbase 911s, and I think it would have to be, an early rally-prepped 911. Cool, That'd reliable, fun. fun to drive, but you know what? Isn't afraid to have an adventure every once in a while.
0: <laughs> there you go. I like it. Very nice. Well, we are entering the last lap, and I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask give our listeners some very quick blips of that rally 911 throttle. So here we go. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received?
1: Uh, you know that the. the ooh. When buying a Porsche, buy the best one that you can afford because it's going to cost you less in the long run.
0: Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Any car for that matter. That's exactly. for sure. Save yeah. up and buy the best you can afford. Yeah. Would you share one of your personal habits you believe has contributed to your many successes over the years? Sure. Uh, I think patience and humility is
1: probably the important thing. It's not always an easy thing to have. But, you know, I think I go back to that and I look at people that have had success with that on a professional and personal level. Um, it goes back to that, you know, this common theme that you and know, I keep discussing about about community and outreach and just saying hi to people. And but patience and humility is a, is a big one. You know, I think if you have those things, things like being driven, things like being passionate, things like being, you know, successful will, will will come to you. There
0: you go. Now, how about a resource? There are awesome resources for us enthusiasts these days. Is there one in particular that you like and that you would share?
1: Uh, honestly, it's the local community. There's some great resources here. Uh, you have the Christian from the LeMay Museum. You have uh, Ashley from Haggerty. You've got Sydney, who's with the uh, PCA uh, Northwest group. I feel that we're a great resource. And when I say resources, you know, these, these are people that, you know, if you reach out to any of these groups, they know somebody, to you know somebody, who you knows somebody, and they'll get you whatever it is that you need. Absolutely. You're a great resource, Mark.
0: Well, thanks. I try to be. That's for <laughs> sure. You mentioned uh, Ashley. Uh, she's with Haggerty, of course. She was a, a guest here on Cars. Yeah. I think she was my 1001st guest, right? Yeah. That threshold. Great. And Christy's great. Known her for years down at LeMay, all the wonderful people at LeMay, and of course, the Porsche Club, which I've been a member of since I was a teenager, I think. So, uh, yeah. Great resource. Uh, tap into the people that are around you. Uh, get connected with clubs, uh, groups. Ah, uh, you can meet some fantastic people, and they can be great help when you run into any car uh, challenges, which eventually you will. I promise you. Now, if I could uh, wave my magic wand and arrange for you to have a drink with anyone in the automotive industry, living or deceased, who would that be?
1: If I want to have fun and have a good conversation, God, I'd, I'd probably, I would have to say James Hunt.
0: Oh yeah, you party. Know?
1: <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. and I think he'd be a good network resource. So, <laughs>
0: yeah, probably so but for it, the wrong people, maybe. One. But <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah, he he knew how to live. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, is there a book you've read that you'd like to share with us that you think uh, people would enjoy reading? You know, there's a lot of great books out there, and and honestly, you know, I'm I'm a huge fan
1: of, of the guys that take a risk and do something different. I think that's something that's wonderful that's happening right now in the automotive community is that we're, we're branching out to to people that are just coming out with some amazing things out of their garage. The the creativity that's existing out there to the term hot rod, which I think is a very underrated term. is just unbelievable. I think we're at a peak right now, just with the ability to network with people from communication, modern day communication, and then just the resources that we have with technology, um, I'm a huge fan of Singer's book, The One More Than Ten. Oh, yeah. It's it's a great, great, great read. It just goes to show that, you know what, if you put your mind to it, if you surround yourself with people that are there to support you, if you have this crazy idea, you know what, go for it. Huge fan. Yeah, I, w- I would definitely recommend that book. And I think there's, you know, you you read that one and it just, it's a quick starting point to several stories of other books out there that are about the same thing.
0: Yeah, yeah, great book. Rob Dickinson, been a guest on the show twice now, and I'm sitting here actually looking at my coffee table, and that book is sitting right there. Love that book. It's a great book, and I'll make sure I put a link to that book and all the great resources that Mauricio has shared on his very own show notes page on the Carja yeah website. Just go to com, type in Mauricio Bendana, B E N D A N A, and that page will pop right up. And, yeah, if you love Porsches, uh, you love what Rob Dickinson is doing with Singer, oh, man, dream car for me. Uh, that yeah, tell cool me about it. to look at. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, we're up to the checkered flag here, Mauricio. And this last question could be a bit of a doozy. <laughs> I'm going to buy you any cool car today. doesn't matter where it is, who it belongs to. Even if you want me to order a Singer for you, we can do that, too. But there's a couple rules to this game. One is you can't sell it to buy a bunch of other cars with. That trick's off the table. The other is it's the only collector car you can have in your garage, so choose very wisely. And the last little thing here is that you have to drive it. No garage queens allowed here at Cars. Yeah, I want you to take the car out and enjoy it. So what can I buy you?
1: Oh, it's uh, that's an easy one for me. It'd be the uh, number four prototype 911R 1968. The yellow one Ooh. that was sitting on at Luft and Kanepa did the, uh, the work on it.
0: Oh, my. Yeah, you you're uh, you pick the right cars, don't you? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Love that car. Yeah, yeah, very, very cool. Well, interesting you mentioned Bruce Canapa because uh, when we're done with this interview today, I drive up to the airport, get on a plane, and fly down to Bruce's shop. I'm going to spend a day down there shooting an episode of Cars Yeah TV with Bruce and Zach Todd and his team down there. I can't wait to get there. So, uh Maybe that car is sitting there. Maybe he'll let me take it for a drive. I can send you. Yeah, that's, right. That's, that's I how. hope
1: so. I, I <laughs> that'd think be that'd cool. be great. You know, and if he's going to let you take for take it out for a drive, let me know and I'll I'll come meet you.
0: <laughs> well, no, I, I'm just going to drive it back up north and deliver it oh, to your you garage. That's, that's the car you want. So uh yeah. I might have to put some test miles on it, but uh, don't worry. When I get it get it there, I'll clean it up for you. I'm good at that. So, oh, uh, <laughs> nice choice. Well, Mauricio, you've taken me on a great ride today. I've really enjoyed getting to know you better. I want to thank you for sharing your automotive journey and adventures with us. Could you offer us a little parting piece of wisdom or guidance before you rip off into the Pacific Northwest forest in that number four prototype 911R?
1: Hey, just don't be afraid to say hi and reach out to somebody. If you see a cool car in the parking lot and you want to know who it is, uh, wait for the owner and say hi. You never know who you're going to meet.
0: You never know. You'll meet some amazing people, that's for sure. And what's the best way, again, for our listeners to follow along with you and what you're doing with 3 Pedal Posse and Soto Speed.
1: Sure. Uh, it's going to be our Instagram account, which is 3 Pedal Posse.
0: There you go. Very easy. And is there a way people can reach out to your uh, your day job, as we say, Project Planning Partners? Do you have a website? Yes, yeah, projectplanningpartners.com. There you go. Well, listeners, again, I'll put all those links on Mauricio's show notes page. Mauricio the only Mauricio, so he'll be easy to find here on Car yeah? with a very cool, unique name like that. Mauricio, thanks for being so generous today with your time and expertise and for sharing your experiences with me and the listeners. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you down the road. Thank you, Mark. You're welcome. You take care of your cars.